0: Welcome to the Ghostman radio station I'm a bit late talking to these people Because I had Zoom problems But hey, that's just the universe and everything um, Today I'm talking to Chris and Holly Santillo i probably said that wrong again
1: Santillo <laughs> uh, Or, or however, however you feel
0: like And basically um, Well, what can we say about them They're, they're martial artists, authors They've written, recently written A very interesting book I think it's interesting. Resilience parenting, raising resilient children in an era of era, detachment and dependence, which probably runs into the world, the world we live in at the moment, which is a bit woke. And because of the pandemic, kids have been suffering through mental illness because of the stresses and strains of homework and not being able to see their friends. And through, I know through martial arts myself, because I have mental health problems, that it helps you calm your mind it helps you um it's it's not about what people think about it's like to beat people up it's it's the opposite it's to make yourself calm and be a better person in yourself i think that's correct absolutely i agree so chris and holly can you tell me a little bit about yourselves and how you sure. got to get to make to do your book
1: And, uh, and like you said, there are so many aspects to martial arts. Punching and kicking, we like to explain, it's just, the, it's just a medium in which to teach the lessons of the martial arts. It's just an opportunity to have something that we, we, have, to, we have to be doing something uh, so that we can practice the, the really relevant skills, which is going to be things like perseverance, and things like focus, and, and relaxation, and, and finding your inner calm, and, and overcoming difficulty, and all of these different skills that are so important in every aspect of our lives. And, uh, and, you know, punching and kicking and doing a bunch of jumping jacks and, and push-ups and whatnot is just a good uh, medium in which to be um, practicing these these different skills. And um, so we observed kids for, for decades and said, you know, observed how beneficial martial arts was, you know, for children. I also do want to plug also for adults as well, but uh, for purposes of this book, we focused on the benefits for children, and then we wanted to see if we could take those, the lessons and Bring
0: them to people who, who, for whatever reason, are not practicing martial arts and just make them available to everybody. And uh, that was really the for, for the book. So, imagine when people look into your book, obviously, you've got uh, like guidelines. I mean, we call them guidelines because you can't, you, as you know yourself, you, uh, through training people, you'd gradually get, they could gradually use, it's like a muscle memory or a, a, as they learn bit by bit by bit by bit. So as they're reading your book, about as you they go along, they get the guide of how to. Tr- um, you got there. Perhaps you're having trouble communicating with your child effectively. Does he or she have trouble interacting with the world? Are they afraid? Tr- your child is able to deal effectively with life's inevitable challenges. So I imagine through the chapters, as people reading it bit by bit, they get a feel for what you're trying to say and how, you want, how you're guiding them to be a better ch- child.
2: Yeah, um, I love what you said about bit by bit, that that's definitely the feeling of martial arts, and it's the feeling of life, isn't it? And we fail most utterly when we think we can charge into something, having not worked our way up to it, and then uh, <laughs> they completely cannot accomplish what we were looking forward to. Um, but picking ourselves up again is... One of the key components
0: of resilience, being able to rebound after a complete failure. And that's something we talk about in our book quite a bit. We also talk about how to be strong and how to be adaptable. I know you do a mixture of martial arts. I'm not correct here. Is it called Kempo? Kenpo is that. That's right. Yeah. 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 Kenpo is our primary art. Yeah. It's a Japanese art. Yeah. I know it's a mixture of karate and kung fu. I believe that's, that's right. right. Yeah, historic blend, yeah. It's yeah, yeah well, it's yeah. Yeah. to make it more... I mean, we could go to the in and outs of the... Fis- them the. Uh, oh, you could... You get me started talking about the history of the martial arts, and we'll be here all day. So, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think we'll stick with the short version. <laughs> but I like the, the way you've inter- done your book, because um, I'm looking at it now roughly on the Amazon.com, so you can have a look at the introduction. And then you've got... The kids are... Not okay. Parenting non-resilient children. And then you got encouragement. And then you pick, and then the part, part one, I like that, parents as teachers. And I think this is where we, the pandemic is shown how much we don't know about our own children. Because they go to school, they learn a specific way at school, aren't they? The... You know, like uh, education towards exam results. So when they come, when you had to teach your kids at home, you're suddenly thinking, oh, I don't know this.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Well, you mentioned earlier um, how how relevant this is now in the uh, era of COVID. Now, our book came out about a year before uh, the pandemic began. So it was obviously totally uninformed by, um, by COVID and what that has done to the has done to the parenting and the situations and, and the people being thrown into educating their children from home and whatnot. So this idea of parents as teachers was obviously something that preceded that, but obviously uh, plays very well in that arena. The One of the big things that comes up in the book is the idea that we want to challenge but not overwhelm our children slash our students, that we want to make sure that we kind of curate life for our children, that we spend too much time allowing children to the underwhelmed um, and underchallenged and life is too easy for them, which is the case for many children, but obviously not all, um, then they're not going to rise to the occasion, they're not going to develop, they're not going to become strong, they're not going to become resilient people. And in the same way, if we overwhelm our children with the we present challenges that are beyond their developmental level, uh, then they're just going to retreat into their shell quite a bit. And obviously every child has a very different situation, whether you know because of the socioeconomic status or the uh, the pressures on the outside world around them and they've had uh, deaths in the family or different traumas that might affect them versus, you know, they're, all, they're all navigating different seas of course and in you know or, or, or America originally of course uh, you know in suburban America there's a lot of uh, kids who are on the spectrum of having too, too easy of a go uh, and the parents there's a tr- trend in parenting in the last uh, 10, 20 maybe 30 years of making um A situation easier and easier for kids, which we think is horrific, and we think it's unfortunate, and we think it's done out of a abundance of love, of misguided love, uh, that by making the experience easy for kids, the parents are serving their kids when, in fact, um, when they make life too easy for their kids, they're in fact crippling their future development. Now, COVID, of course, has taken this paradigm and flipped it on its head, because the number of children in the world who have a high stress situation. Uh, difficult high stress has gone up very dramatically uh, in the last year plus since this whole nonsense began. And so now we're seeing more and more people who really need to be uh, pivoting a little bit. They need to be, instead of creating challenges and creating stressful environments for their children to help them develop, they instead need to be um, finding ways of shielding their children from the stress of the world as, you know, Neighbors are getting sick and there is uncertainty and we have upheaval in various governments, and you know, all of the things that are going on, there are more and more kids um really would benefit at this point from the other. But the reality from the other end of the spectrum, which is like I say, shielding uh the kids and making sure we deliver a developmentally appropriate quantity of stress to that child. But of course, it all plays out just the same. The end goal, uh the the end lesson is that it's parent's responsibility to the greatest of their ability to curate that experience, to create for the children, uh, for their child and their children, uh, the appropriate level of stress and difficulty, and then some days that means creating difficulty and challenges, and some days that means uh, trying to shield them from it, and they just need to respond
0: accordingly. Now when you ro- and that's
1: my little rant about stress in the world on kids. <laughs>
0: when, when you both collaborated on the book, do you both have different ideas how you wanted the book to go? So, like, you put in one part, Chris, and your wife, Holly, would put in another part? Or did you sort of more or less go on the same page? Did we have different
2: ideas? I think that was, <laughs> that, that felt like a really big lead-in. Um, we discussed. We discussed. I think most of the time Chris and I, and this is why we're still married, we agree on a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh He... He had great ideas, but often had some
1: questions, and I helped fill them in, and helped do the writing, the grammar. The, <laughs> the grammar. Using the, using the words in goodly ways. That's well, I'm that's thinking. the
0: trouble. When you write a book, it's you have the ideas, and you, it, they flow out of you, but then sometimes it, it looks a bit of a jumble, and like Holly just said, you've got to go, no, you can't put that bit there, Chris. We've got to put a little comma there, and then that would explain what, that bit there because they might not know what that bit means, you know. That, that's how I found when I wrote, wrote write books. Sometimes you have to go over them again going, what did I write yeah. there for? What did I write? I write that. <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking?
1: Well, you, you know, you said something earlier about being, you know, martial arts means step by step and the book presenting information step by step. And the interesting thing about parenting is it's not step by step. Like you, you, you go to bed one night and you're not a parent on the next day, during the course of the next day a child is born and all of a sudden you're a parent there's no like warm up it's like you're not a parent and then 10 seconds later you're a parent and you don't get to take breaks from it, you don't get to be like wait I wasn't as ready as I thought I'm going to go back and get some initial training and you're really kind of just thrown in the deep end and Holly you and know, I, of course in, in our lives that all happened to us on the same day, March 30th 2009 uh, when our first of three boys was born and um, so we spent a lot of time uh, discussing with each other what our strategy was, what parenting was, and to say, well, would this worked, this didn't work, and, you know, and but, you know, that was really what we were doing 10 and 15 years before that uh, in our martial arts studio. She, she'd go to her studio, and I'd go to my studio, and then we'd go out to dinner afterwards and we'd sit down and we'd chat and say, you know, well, I taught this class, and this worked well, and this didn't work well, and how could I have done this differently? And, and we bounced ideas off of each other, and, you know, we'd been doing that for, you know, for more than a decade. As martial arts instructors, before the kids were ever born, and then that just that just became the method by which we developed our parenting. And then when it was time to write a book, we we looked we, we applied the same methodology as well. I, I've got this idea, and how do you feel about this? And, and, um, and, and ideas just kind of grow out of out of
0: that. Method. And I, I imagine you have what's the right word? I never know what the right word is. Challenging children, they'll put it that way. That they may have <laughs> different problems mentally or physically or a bit both and in, in the dojos absolutely we did yep in the dojos the martial arts studios we saw every range oh, sure. of every kind of problem yeah and, and and you look, and as you say you you learn to adapt to their you, Although you're teaching the same thing to them you know you have to adapt a little bit like my my sensei had to adapt to my problems because i got by balance problems and he had to sort of adapt the style to make sure I could still do it but obviously because the balance problem kicks were a little bit difficult but he made me do them but he sometimes the standard wouldn't be so good as some other people you know I me mean? certainly and as you work with more and more people
1: with more and more different situations you start to you know appreciate the broader lessons that underpin all of the different lessons that you're teaching and and, and you really can deliver the most uh, you know what, what, what's meant to be taught in class today, rather than the the, uh, the, the, the frosting on the top. The detail about whether this band should be this way or this foot should be this way. But what you know, what are we trying to get to here? Are we trying to get to perseverance. We're we trying to get to working hard. we trying to get to uh, accepting defeat. Are we trying to get to um, you know digging in and getting up after you get knocked back down? You know what what lessons are we really teaching? And those can be taught regardless of whatever challenges a, an individual has.
0: What do you think, or how the kids are going to look back? Say five years from now, they can they have a project. Say COVID isn't as bad, and just for argument's sake, and they look back and they have to reflect on the year, the the mania of COVID. How do you think that will affect them mentally? Do you think they'll be able to survive if they? The, uh, people go by your book and other books similar to it.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I want to clarify do you mean our children specifically or, or children around the world?
0: Yeah, I, I would think children around the world because it's different in different countries, isn't it? I mean, oh, it's, it's, it's different in different countries, it's
1: different in different socioeconomic zones, it's different, with you know, so, some parents. They had to go live with someone different in a different house because, um, you know, because some dad lost a job and mom died. And, you know, like that's like one end of the spectrum. And then other kids got to stay home and the nanny took care of them. And mom and dad worked from their private office upstairs and they all had dinner together for the first time in five years. So, you know, and, and for them, it was just this glorious to get time to you know play with mommy, daddy and the nanny. So, you know, you kind of have the people who, who thought this was a great year, which is so strange to say, but it's true. And then you have the people who just had the most horrific uh, you know, uh, year uh, on record. And so obviously there the, the range of experiences, as people look back five years from them, um, the range of experiences is, is going to be enormous. And all we can do as parents today in the here and now is, is develop as many lessons from what's happened to our kids in our situation. And, and we break this down in the book, Resilience Parenting. We talk about you know how do you draw lessons out of experience this, when you have that experience these are some of the lessons that you can draw out of it and these are the methods you can use to do that. When you have a good experience these are some of the lessons that you can draw out of this and this these are the methods by which you can do that. And so, you know, every parent needs to be looking at the specific situation that their child had and, uh, and kind of like we were alluding to earlier, either try to make it easier on them or try to make it harder on them and uh, use this as, a, as an opportunity to challenge them more. for the person in the second camp that we just described or um, find a way to, Soften the blow and, and, um, and help them get through this difficult time for the people who are in the more
0: challenging situation. Now, looking at your one of your websites, it is is po- Potomac. Is that the right word? It's potomac.
1: I- yeah, forgive me. It's a, it's a river, some people in America. Um, uh, Native American word. Yeah, it's a Native American word. And, um, yeah, it's a Potomac Kempo. Yeah, that's our martial arts studio.
0: And I imagine you have quite a few pupils, because, it it i uh, um, where I went. It was it's not the big nose numbers because we're in a very small town. <laughs> it's it, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple million spare people in Washington DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a uh, bunch of students, and so do the hundred other studios uh, nearby. So yeah. Well, what made you get into the martial arts? then? was there a specific reason? It was Chris he twisted my arm he put it in an R bar
1: and said do martial arts or hell. No. that is terribly misleading <laughs> I uh, I did encourage her I did encourage her to uh, reach her greatest potentials of life through the martial arts that's true and I uh, before that uh, joined because I thought it was really really cool which as a teenager was more than adequate reasoning I thought I've since then found other wonderful benefits that we've been talking about but I I joined as a teenager because I thought it was
2: and I
0: just wanted exercise. My reason was that I was a great fan of Bruce Lee <laughs> and, and Strathola yeah. and Jackie Khan and all those kind of films. I know I couldn't do that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff, but I, liked, I, think, I just I admired it. Sub,
1: yeah, I think that's a subcategory that you thought it was cool. No, I Pretty
0: much Absolutely. And I see that you do a, a thing called... I'm going to just get it now, if I can get it. Just get the link. Da-da-da-da-da, magic of Google.
2: Wait. What's the work officially, we're on a sabbatical. So uh, for the last
1: two plus years, we've been uh, traveling around the world. We've been to I don't know, I think it's twenty something countries now, and um, we're actually talking to you now from Ireland, of all places. And, um, exploring with our three kids the uh, big wide world. COVID, of course, has made travelling a little
0: bit different, but we've adapted, and um, so we're cruising around the world. I like, I do like that because it gives you a feel of how you experience things because everybody experiences where they go a little bit different. I mean, as, as yeah. you know from being an American, if you come over to Britain or Ireland, it's a different historical culture as such. Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, the world's always here. We actually got this for five months in Britain last summer, so that was very pleasant. Before that, we were in Cambodia, which is also very different, more, more different, frankly, and uh, in Laos and, and Vietnam before that. We were in the Antipodes before that, in New Zealand and Australia, and then I guess we went in Taiwan before that. And then uh, before that, we were in kind of northern uh, Asia, so we had uh, kind of Russia and
0: we took a train Kazakhstan but it opened in and I guess we could spend spent a day and a half without getting off the train to go through Kazakhstan, big country case curious and Kyrgyzstan and and uh, and then back in China and Russia before that So, so guess, uh, not yeah, not 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 we're seeing we're seeing really exciting yeah. really, really then Yeah we thought so that has been fun <laughs> No I'm joking it's just just a <laughs> joke Now um oh uh, uh, how, when you did your book, did you prefer to go through a publisher or self-publishing? I know so I just went self-publishing because I just found it easier. That's just my personal choice. But how? What, how did you find the process? Yeah, we're,
1: we're published with uh, Lion Press Publishing. It's a small house, and, and we worked with uh, Scribe Media for some of our so the, um, services.
0: I do like the cover. It's quite good. The with um, the children sort of jumping in the air. Is it jumping or? They seem to be jumping. <laughs> they're frolicking. They're frolicking. or ah. they're, you know, Getting dropped out of an airplane. I think. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I'm glad you like it. But
1: I, I. Somebody pointed out to me it's not how many kids I have. We have. And he said they're not my kids. it's, so it's that's
0: it, it doesn't is. really matter. It's a book cover. No, so. It, a book cover is meant to just oh, grab your attention. Cover.
1: The back cover is, uh, is a photo of our family. That's a vacation that's a well, that, in Romania. The five of us to Romania. Many
0: that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that uh, is us. I like the fact that you've done it because obviously, also I should have mentioned that you, Chris, have got a degree in computer science. And that's ho- right. Holly has a degree that's in anthropology. Oops. Yep. Which we know what it is. I know what the yeah. anthropology is because I do. I study archaeology, and I am a cryptozoologist as well. I know that doesn't relate too much to anthropology, but it's similar because you have to study research and about different kinds of animals, not monsters. Not everything to do with cryptozoology is about monsters, but what
1: they are they all have ology at the end, so there must be something in common. I'm positive. <laughs> Our Greek roots can't let us down. And
0: you had a. Latin phrase, uh, I got. I like this bit. Men's, I'll probably say it wrong. Men's center in sento. Means a healthy mind and a healthy body.
1: Yes, yes, that's what they say. Yeah, a little bit of Latin. It needed a little bit of coercing to find that. Um, but uh, that's right. A healthy mind and a healthy body. That's and how,
0: how are you finding life at the moment where you are? Because obviously, I like to find out because I think it's interesting because we only get a, a like the median insight of how things are, and sometimes you. I mean, recently we, I heard about that major accident in America about the flats or something break falling down somewhere.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think I had heard about that also. Although, well, like I said, we uh, we left the states a couple. Oh, well, I guess it's about a week ago now. And um, was...
2: I think back there, it really felt like uh, an enormous following from a long winter. That's that's my impression, that after being frozen from fear of COVID, people were coming out, and along with them, a whole horde of cicadas, if you were in the east. right? Everyone was crawling out of the ground and but I think frolicking again with the frolicking.
1: Frolicking with the frolicking. I think in a lot of places that have are having productive um, vaccines, campaigns that there's a feeling. We feel a little bit of that in, in Ireland now, just in the time we've been here. Is they've dropped the, the age down to 35. 35 plus can get vaccinated now. And more and more of the people that we um, that we encounter have had their two jabs. And, um, and so people are feeling more comfortable and more relaxed. And, um, and data is coming out about how effective the, uh, the vaccines are. Uh, the last uh, figure I've read out of the United mm-hmm. States from a, um, was it fewer than 1% of the Recent deaths uh, from COVID were co- were attributed to people who had been vaccinated. So there were well, people out there who are vaccinated and, and they're having their own experience. But those of us who are vaccinated, I'm happy to say that Holly and I and our eldest son have all been able to get vaccinated already, um, are having a very different experience. I
0: think I think we're going to have to all grow. I know this sounds cruel, and I don't mean it nasty, to accept it, like the flu yeah. or being run down my car or whatever because sure. if we keep living in fear I don't think we'll ever move out of fear because our government sure. here is being very cautious obviously because they don't want to be too far out and then it goes ballistic again but I think yeah. you can't live like that I don't think you can constantly live in fear because as you know yourself it's not a good thing to be in all the time yeah.
1: no you're absolutely right it wants the number and I haven't once the number falls down into the same level as the flu and pneumonia and whatnot, then I think we should treat it like the flu and pneumonia, which is, you know, take a step back when somebody sneezes, and other than that, you know, get on with it and stay home and don't go to work when you're sick, and, and other than that, don't worry about it too much, and, uh, you know, get your get your flu shot every fall, and I suspect we'll be getting, I suspect we'll be getting COVID shots every fall for the rest of our lives, just like the flu shot, and maybe they'll mix them together and save us a minute.
0: Do you ever watch programs now and you go, pre COVID, pre COVID, oh, COVID? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're like, yes. look at those two
1: people, they're hugging. What are they thinking? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we all have
0: that. Again. It's so weird watching an old film now when there's all these big crowds. <laughs> right. But
2: well, what I'm happy to say is now that doesn't affect me. It, that certainly a year ago, yeah, yeah. It, it gave me a physical reaction, but now i well, it's funny, I, yeah, I was
1: watching a, I was watching a clip the other day, and it's current, it was a current clip, and it was a studio audience, and they were allowed to have like 30% capacity, 89 people in the stands, 100% of the staff, um, and they were very clear about this, 100% of the staff and 100% of the um, audience members were fully vaccinated, and they're all wearing masks, and they're all sitting three spaces apart. And, and part of me is like, almost at the other end of the spectrum, it's like, wait, hold on. You val- took the energy to validate that everybody sitting in this room is vaccinated. Like, relax, take off your masks, You know, like, like that's that, that's challenging to do to validate that everyone's vaccinated. So that's causing a lot of difficulties. And what do you do? But if you've gone to the trouble of doing that, then, then then I feel like we're being over, you know, being unreasonably cautious in that particular case. And so no, I I think you're right. We need to get past the fear, and we need to be rational, and we need What's the what's the old saying? Uh, what do we want? Evidence best base to change, when do we want it after peer review? Sorry, it's a, it's an old, yep. that's
0: an old So we that go we'll we go back life. to your book question, Holly. Now
1: Oh certainly.
0: Um obviously when people read it, what do you think they're gonna get out of it? What do you foresee? I, a- I
2: know. I hope that they will get the the inspiration to pair it with more intention, to come up with what their values, their primary values are, and be willing to put those at the forefront rather than the humdrum of daily life and let life just carry them away rather than making a plan and enacting it with their children joyfully and Sometimes clumsily if necessary, but, but with good results. And
1: appreciate how putting in the time today to help their children develop in all of the ways that children need to develop it will pay dividends in the long run for their, their children and, and, and in some ways for themselves. But being bolstered to know that challenging your child today insisting on certain behaviours, insisting on certain reactions, insisting on them uh, going through the process as, it, as it's laid out, is, is is going to be worthwhile and, uh, and really investing in their child's future.
0: Now, please mention where people can get your book, the websites, or anything else you wish to mention.
1: Certainly, our website of our book is resilient. Uh, and you mentioned it, so I might as well mention again, fivebackpacks.family is our travel blog as we roam around our newest adventure starting in one week as we will be bicycling uh, around Ireland for the next couple of months. So that should be a fun a fun thing all by itself.
0: Don't forget to look at the Giant's Causeway.
1: <laughs> well, uh, we, it's lovely. We've been there. It's lovely. It really is. We've also been to Finkel's Cave on the opposite side. Um, yeah,
0: and the kiss show. the Blarney Stone, isn't it? You got to kiss the Blarney Stone. Yeah, we got I that's think cute. you're
1: not supposed to kiss the Blarney Stone during COVID. No.
2: Nope, nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I kissed it four years ago. Last time that's we were right. here, but I don't. And that was tough back then. Now I just don't
0: think that's. uh, <laughs> uh, think that's uh cool. Well, Chris and Holly, i I I always ask the guests this following question: What is your unique sign-off? Understand the question. What? Unique, well, how would you like to sign off? Like, what are your oh, unique words?
1: Unique sign off. Uh, to infinity and beyond. That's not unique. No, it's not unique. Um, it's unique
0: to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Disney popped into my head.
2: Well, and, that's my fault. Yours. It's my that's fault horrible. that Disney popped
1: into your mind. I would simply like to wish everybody an absolutely wonderful life with their children and. With their partners, and uh, they have a wonderful, wonderful,
2: exciting adventure of life. It's been good.
0: And uh, Chris and Holly, this is my unique sign up for you today. I talked to Chris and Holly, who had a book published by Lioncrest Publishing Company. Why would I look at it? Because I want to be a better. My kids to be better parented and looked after in more ways than one, because they need resilience in their life. Because we all need that and a little bit of help. Where can I get the book? Amazon.com and other services. And where would I go to find out about the Karate? Well, and Karate Kung, kung Fu. I used to like Kung Fu with David Carradine a long time ago. And as the Master would say in very wise words, you must go to www.poto.com m a k k m k e m p o dot com, and you will learn the way of the master. And why, if you're interested in travelling, why not look up their backpack, the backpacks dot family? You may like a good read and some photos and some comments about how wonderful we are. We even went to this island, which is quite a big swim for them to see. And I also like to thank him for such stating well staying patiently waiting for me on the other end, thinking, where the hell is he? Is he going to actually turn up? I don't know. Shall we go home now? No, no, we're already home. And I get a little reminder from Zach saying, where are you, Mark? I have to say, Zoom played up. The goblins were um, not out today. So I said words like bleep, 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 and more bleeps. And I've now connected with Chris and Holly, and I'm sure they don't mind me saying, at least we had a little chat, and that was the end of that. Goodbye, and thank you, ta-da. Sounds
2: good.